Indian and cowboy, indigenous, independent, and listener-supported, rooted firmly at the intersection between digital media, podcasting, and indigenous storytelling. Welcome to Odbem Suisquewa Kitsigisigok Metis in Space. Chelsea Val Nitsigasan. Molly Swain Nitsigasan. Erica Lee Nitsigasan. Mantu Sakai Nik Nitotsen. Oh, Tusquanik Nitotsen. Saskatonic Nitotsen. Yeah! Basically, cheers! Cheers! We did the intro. We did the intro finally. There's no going back on that one. Yeah, that's that's the hardest part, you know. Every journey starts with a single step, as they say. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We stepped in it tonight. We stepped, yeah, we stepped all over the place. Oh, man, I'm still cleaning my moccasins off. That was nastiness. <laughs> cool. So it's been a while. It has been. Goodness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's 2016 now. Yeah. And and so what, what's the been future. happening? The future what's is happening? now. Um, for me, I don't know. Like, you went home for a while? Yeah, it was cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, my, side, my dad got a selfie stick. For what? Christmas, that was the big news in my family. Oh my, my dad gosh. got a selfie stick. Yeah, it was basically the best thing that's ever happened to us. I feel like I got. I still have yet to perfect the selfie. Erica, you do really good selfies. Yeah, you do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, you like they're nicely posed, and you get everybody in there, even if you have to like squish their heads in towards you. It's I'm nice. very philosophical about my selfies because I think it's such a cool way to switch the gaze. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. did that really, like, like provocative selfie with Brad Wall, which is great. <laughs> yeah. I just saw it, and you're sticking out your tongue, you're looking all cute, and he's in the background, and everyone was like, exactly that. Literally, how much of an asshole do you have to be to get that worked up about a selfie? Right? Honestly. And so preachy. How did you, like, deal with that, all the preaching? Yeah, this is an interview now, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Um, so tell us <laughs> yeah and especially like so many media are asking me the same questions about it over and over mm. and like so tell me what inspired you to stick your tongue out and I'm like I don't know I saw Bradwell and he irritates me <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and there's nothing I can do about it though because yeah. he's such a powerful dude and like I don't know it's not my that, that wasn't space for me to um, go up and give him a lecture or something yeah. right so I stuck my tongue out and it pissed people off what do you think about that like why were people so threatened by that like, it seems like people were threatened because they were, like, immediately they, they wanted to, like, tear you down, right? And I feel like people do that when they're threatened by somebody. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everything that young Native women do is threatening. Yeah. Especially when they're, like, dare to, you know, challenge, like, an old white dude. How dare you not take him seriously? Especially uh-huh. Brad Wall, because he has this whole cult of personality built up around him, mm-hmm. and he wants to be prime minister, so... Ew. I implore everyone in this land to go and stick your tongues out of Bradwall, please. <laughs> Don't wall let it have tongues, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was really great. So selfies. So your dad's taking selfies. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know how to take selfies. Let's make 2016 oh. the year of our selfies. Our selfies? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. You can do yeah. it. All right. Cool. I only. I can only know how to take like one kind of selfie. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's one. I, I kind of. I kind of like look like this. People. People taught me how to take selfies. Okay. Like. You know, our our friends are, like, really good at selfies, so, like, I've I've heard that, like, you have to kind of tilt your head a little bit, and your chin has to be down. I always thought that would do the double chin thing, because I have, like, several chins, (laughs) but I've been told that that's how you do it. If you put your chin up, then you can see all the double chins, Uh, so that's the... I feel like it's really complex. The only thing I'm thinking of when I take a selfie is look at the camera like it's someone you want to snag. My snagging face might not be the gra- the greatest. It might be a little bit scary. <laughs> it yeah. might explain some things. I, I just feel like I couldn't I couldn't envision that. Or like I feel like I need to get a case that is that somebody's face. Oh, fair. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that my but my phone would end up being head sized. You know, and then it's <laughs> the selfie thing a lot harder. Anyway, basically, you're naturally gifted, and we're working on and it. And you need a lead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, 
Nimoy like like head to like yeah. do a proper Wait, selfie. Wait, did you say a Leonard Nimoy head? Yes. No, I'm not attracted to Leonard Nimoy, man. What? Who started this rumor? Who started this rumor? It's just It's mostly I, I not heard. true at all. It's mostly not true. All right. <laughs> what the hell did we watch? Oh, no, wait. We got oh, some God, other yeah, things. Oh, God, yeah. No, we got some other things. Uh, oh, okay. So, speaking of it being a new year, uh, Indian and Cowboy has uh, is, is in 2016 now. And With the rest of us. Right. It's it's pretty cool. And some new stuff is going on. Uh, we got, like, a, a new season of Stories from the Land, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, because it's got a ton of people involved. Like, yeah. just a ton of people. And so, that, that looks like it's going to be pretty cool, actually, because mm-hmm. now there's more heads thinking about stuff and and getting it getting it done storyfying yeah 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 uh what else what else is going on there's still the the upcoming indigenous futurisms podcast yeah which i'm still super excited for i'm looking forward to tenter hooks but isn't isn't leonardo dicaprio gonna give like two million bucks to him or something i heard that rumor i heard the rumor. four million four million million. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. wow leo it's gonna be great thanks leo that's that is what real allyship looks like. That's right, right? Give us your money. Yeah. yeah. After after you get mauled by an incredibly cartoonishly large bear, you just give four million dollars to indigenous people to tell their own stories. Yeah. Put on some lip chap, Leo. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Lip chap, know, please. That I'll send you some. I'll send you some fat. as in thanks. Some traditional. Yeah. It could just be bear fat. Chap. Yeah. A cartoonishly large bear fat. Yeah. You think? Well, you'd think because he had that. You know, he has ends up getting the bear robe that he's yeah. wearing the whole time. You'd yeah, think yeah. that somebody would have just given him a chunk of fat, for right? His goddamn just lips. slather that on your nasty face. Yeah. Yeah. Leo. Right? <laughs> okay. So thanks for that. Yeah. Leo. Um. Anyway, this is going to be a great segue once we get to dirty white guys. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Okay. So also we're drinking this evening. Surprisingly. Surprising yes. everyone. Right. Listening because um, it doesn't sound like we have been. No. No. So. <laughs> Sip. We are drinking tonight the ineffable uh, Dogajolo Toscano Indicazione Geografica Tipica. That's just where it's from. Yeah, it's a, it's a red wine product of Italy. Yes. Yeah. It's so pretty decent. I don't know what the difference between a red wine product and red wine is. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. Like... I'm sure there's some sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. So the the back's in French, and I'm gonna try to give it a shot. And I don't know if I'm going to... Well, it's going to end up being an Alberta accent. Did I ever tell you about my uh, late French immersion experience? No. All of my professors, or my teachers, I guess, when I was in junior high doing late French immersion, were encouraging me to drop out because my accent was so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you I'll, didn't. Yeah. But I, stuck I, I didn't because I'm clearly a masochist. So uh, anyway, so I'm not going to try to do the Alberta accent, but it's going <laughs> to end up being yeah. the Alberta accent. Okay, uh, so this is the Dogajolo. Savin est un assemblage de sangiovese, maybe, et de Cabernet Sauvignon cultivé dans les vignobles et des collines de la Toscane centrale. Uh, fruité, intensément savoureux. Il offre note séries de mûres sauvages, de café, de vanille et de, des épices, uh, sur une structure tannique souple et une longue finale. Ce jeune super Toscan est idéal avec des mets très savoureux comme les viandes rôties ou grillées, les viandes foies et les spécialités italiennes à base de tomates comme la pizza et les pâtes. Oh, avec un film comme Ginger Snaps 3. Way, <laughs> way. <laughs> it's, it's pretty tasty, though, I gotta say. We started off with this uh, uh, Rufino Chianti that wasn't very good. No. And this one's nice. This one's, it's it's no goat father, let me tell you. No. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Let's never talk about that again. Nope. Um, so, yeah. Okay. As was mentioned. Right. So after Molly and I went and watched The Revenant, we decided that we mm-hmm. were going to immerse ourselves in all sorts of films dealing with the fur trade era. Because, hey, The Revenant got it so great. Why not watch everything else? I'm sure it's all excellent. All really good. And we yeah. could learn so much. About our own history because, you know. From these masterpieces. After all, we made tea. What are we really without the fur trade? Nothing. Nothing. I haven't felt like anything since the fur trade ended. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to watch, you know, maybe one of the greatest depictions of Definitely the fur trade the of all time. Uh, Ginger Snaps 3. I bet you didn't know there was a third. Yeah, it's called Ginger Snaps <laughs> Back to the Beginning. Which, I, the whole time I was kind of like, it would be really funny if they somehow managed to work snapbacks into this. Yeah, like They yeah, were all yeah, wearing yeah. red snapbacks. I thought that would be so funny. Uh, they didn't. No. Maybe because nobody thinks it's that's funny for me. because they didn't ask for us to help them with the writing. I know, yeah. Who are these indigenous people that they're getting to, like, they're consulting on this? Right. Like, call us. 
Yeah, we're ready to consult on films. Yeah. Somebody needs to do some films about the main tea. We're ready to consult. Wearing red snapbacks. Yeah. What's our what's our consulting fee? Um for something like that? Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. That's See, that's that's for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. For an hour. For an hour. Consulting yeah, services per hour. from Métis in Space. Yes. $10,000. $10,000. Yeah. 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 Hit us and up. And the land back. And the land back. <laughs> and yeah. the land back. $10,000. And the land back. And, yeah, 100 square acres per hour. <laughs> so, we were talking about your merchandise earlier, which is amazing. Mm. I got one of your shirts, and wow. I think you could make snapbacks a thing now, probably. Like, Oh, yeah, totally. Snapback that says land back. Land back. Land back. The land back snapback. That's actually great. I see. I don't. You should do that. You just. That's a brilliant idea. It is. And we could do it like like native pride style. You know, you can get all those oh, yeah, native yeah, yeah. pride ball caps. We yeah. can make them like so little powers everywhere. Yeah, right. It would be really nice. Uh, and so we didn't actually pull out the synopsis for this movie. Whatever. It's... Basically, it's like two white girls go and fuck everything up, and every white guy in this is horrible. And actually, everybody in this was horrible. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a synopsis. <laughs> Pretty much. Cool. Okay, so uh, what the heck was... These guys were called the Northern Legion Trading Company. So yeah. these guys are operating in, in the Hudson's Bay. Um, and this is this is around 1815. A bunch of the York boat guys had sent out to... Went out to get provisions for this fort. Were supposed to come back and they never came back. They never came back. Ooh. And there's this l- intro that I didn't really listen to. I just got Wendigo, The Day of Reckoning, Good Evil, Curse Broken or Grow Stronger. Yeah, Legends, Legends of a Wendigo. Yeah, something, yeah. something in our blood. Something uh, good, good would face evil, and yeah, blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, and then you know it opens up onto Ginger and Bridget, these two very like have never combed their hair, looking mm. dirty white girls mm-hmm. lost on a horse. And these are the same girls that are in the past two movies. Yeah, as well, right? This is like yeah. their backstory, right? Their origin story. Their these are their ancestors. Their ethnogenesis. Oh no, are the uh, <laughs> uh, oh my god! You know what? I almost missed that. Oh, okay. Let's so not get, let's not go there. <laughs> it's just gonna be, we're just yeah. I you know what? I I, I just want to I want to be honest right now. I'm having an angry day. Yeah. I woke up to Conrad Black. Uh, just like. Found out some crappy stuff that have been sort of not valuing my work enough, and other people are also <laughs> oh, getting yeah. undervalued. And then I fucking watched this movie, and now I'm just mad about everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I just want to be clear that you know normally I I'm I am full of light and I'm a happy happy person. Today I'm mm. just mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Ginger and Bridget, they're lost with a horse. They managed to lose the horse also, which is, like, yeah, kind of a great metaphor, I think, for, like, <laughs> white people in the woods. Uh, but really cracked me up. Okay, but this is, that's after we see a bunch of indigenous ornaments in the in the woods. Yeah, yeah, they, they're chasing the horse. They're like, come back, horse, come back, as though that's going to do anything. Uh, and they run into a bunch of feathers, some, like, antlers, some, like, some dream catchers. Macrame. Mostly just macrame. Yeah. Like, macrame like, everywhere. It's, it's like you take a string and you... And you take a pigeon feather and you hang a stone on it and a little skull you find and and then you boom. sell it to people for four hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's our. Just Plan. email us um, <laughs> if you, you want your own if you want a decor. commission. That's yeah. right. That's right. We can send you that. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget the sheet teepee. Oh yeah, the, the, like this movie had maybe the worst teepees we've ever seen in movies. Yeah. Like oh man, uh, what. I feel like the teepees that are depicted in movies made by white people tend to be like a perfect microcosm of how they view indigenous nations. So like you see there's this teepee and it's just like literally sticks, like three sticks yeah. propped up with a sheet like wrapped around it, a piece of cloth. And there was teepees painted on the teepee. <laughs> yeah. Which was also great. Like the art of choice of teepees. But they see this like when they say teepee, they don't see the poles and like the, all the protocol that goes into setting yeah. it up. The way that like a teepee is an amazing yes. unit of housing. Um, they just are, they think that it's something that's easily destroyable and something that you can just knock down and there's no like meaning to it. Yeah. So this is like white people depict teepees in movies. Yeah, this but way. this yeah. but this was particularly bad because usually when they do teepees, they they seem to like I don't know they get someone to set it up properly. But this was like it, the, the even sheet wasn't even tightly you know wrapped around. It was like it. flapping around. Yeah. Like, it's like. like it's like uh, you know they, they have, have all nice those ads guys. from Arden of these these girls going out into the woods and you know doing woodsy things and it's like they built the teepee, mm. uh, but it's all ripped up yeah. and bloody. T- Tomas called it a cheapie, a cheapie, which is like <laughs> yeah. really good. 
And then there was there were flutes and uh, and an old woman, an old native woman uh, appeared with a red blanket around her. Yeah, that's like her theme music. It's yeah. like somebody was like, yeah. and then like, bam, kukum. Yeah, every time. And she's like, uh, my sister, gone. Sun, wind, moon, trees. Uh, she was just saying random shit. Like nouns. Noun, yeah. noun, yeah. noun, noun. And then she gives them bird skull necklaces. Oh, and, and then she prophecies, kill the boy or one sister kills the other. Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. We were like, oh, well, I mean, she looks actually native. So we were like, this movie is off to a ambivalent start. <laughs> <laughs> better than some. Yeah. <laughs> we're, than we're like, we'll give this one a chance. Like, this sounds not great, but okay, maybe. Um... And, and then, then, yeah, oh yeah, no, then the horse spooks yeah. and starts running away. And then the trap. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. so Bridget, who's the, the sister, so there's a sister with red hair and a sister with black hair, and the sister with black hair's name's Bridget, and she manages to get her foot stuck in this, like, big-ass, like, claw trap. Yeah. Like, one of those classic ones that are in all of the Wile E. Coyote <laughs> and it was a very satisfying crunch when it, it closed on her leg. Like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting something so intense really quickly, because mm-hmm. so that was yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, and then Nathaniel Arcan shows up. Chelsea was so mad. No, I was fine. I was like, I like <laughs> looked around. I was like, kind of like trying to figure out the technology in the movie. And I was like, it looks like there's some kind of native hottie in this movie. And everybody's like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so this is like the quote unquote native hottie in this movie. Uh, it, and Nathan, was that a wig? Because it looked like a wig. It was so a wig. It looked like a wig. wig. It looked like maybe a wig on top of another wig yeah. on top of actual hair. And like all of the wigs. Like at oh, the, the wigs were every all wig. The, the girls credits, were wearing wigs. I was waiting for like the credits to roll and look for the wig designer. The wig designer. There were at least like four or five wigs. Everybody but they were like almost wigs. all on the indigenous people yeah. in the film. Yeah. And almost know. all on Nathaniel Arcand, yeah. I think. Like yeah. he had at least half a dozen wigs. <laughs> So he's he's the native hottie in this. Uh, he he frees Bridget from the trap after, you know, looking really like uh, threatening and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Ginger had gone after uh, had gone to go back to see the old woman to to help her sister out of the bear trap, and so when she she turns back and she sees this native guy and she assumes that you know he's threatening her sister, so she's like ah whatever. He he frees her. Uh, you know he's like it's 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 cool no problem. And he has a he's a pet wolf. Yeah, with yeah, which was cool. Yeah, as you do, right? Well, I'm pigeon, pigeon. I, yeah, well, pigeon with a pigeon. Yeah. Mostly, and I mean, mostly I, it just poops on people, and then they they go away, and I steal their groceries. Yeah, I, I downsized to a cat uh, when I moved here, just because my apartment's not really it's a big good enough. Idea. But yeah. you know, when we go back, when we go back, well, yeah, we you know, you wolves. can get like a couple pigeons. Yeah, oh, okay, even you For, know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I probably can't ever do wolves, but a couple yeah. pigeons would be nice. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. And then he rescues, he rescues Bridget. And then he, he takes medicine out of his medicine pouch and he he shoves it into her wound. And he does this like a couple times throughout the movie. And it's always got this like weirdly kind of sexual undertone to it. Yeah. It's like the way that it's shot and stuff. It's all very intimate. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. And we were all like, but we were really excited because he said, my gonna stum. He he spoke in Cree. Right. And so there's actually a bit of Cree throughout this movie, which I was really happy about. Mm -hmm. Um, like actual Cree. Like planes, Cree. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't make up. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like <laughs> you know, like that Mohawk language. Yeah, <laughs> the show. Yeah, it was actual Cree. So I it would okay. And then I, I felt a little bit sad about it because that's the most Cree I've heard in a movie, ever. Yeah, like that's it. Yeah, that was that was the most. Cree. I would say like Dead Man comes into a close second. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I mean, in a movie not made, like by indigenous people. Was Dead Man made by indigenous people? Was that? No, that was Jim Jarmusch. All right. Yeah. I take it all back. Yeah. But, you know, but, like, whatever. Still, like, whatever. Okay, so look at what the percentage the Cree I heard ever, but it was, like, a lot of the Cree that I heard. Yeah. Ever. Well, this is what, like, this is maybe our third movie where they're actually speaking an actual, an actual indigenous language. language yeah. We reckon. Yeah, out yeah, of, yeah. you know, what... 25 episodes or something. That's true. That's true. And it's a it's a Canadian movie. This is a Canadian yeah. movie series. This movie mm-hmm. was filmed in Edmonton. But Fort Edmonton, <laughs> I don't know like the history of that at all. Yeah. So. Uh whatever, Fort Edmonton. Well, what do you say? Nothing. It's a fort. It's a fort. It's, it's a, a fort. fort. It is some kind of fort. Though. It is some kind of fort. Yeah. Yeah. And they go there. Um the uh Nathaniel Arcan brings them there and the guy that like opens the little like eye hole to like look at them is the most hilarious... We call... What do we call him? Trady... Trady McFort or something? 
yeah. yeah. He's, he's just like hilarious. This is like a Scottish stereotype. So, like outrageous. He's got the like, Tam, super ginger. Yeah. Like it's so funny. And the and the the fort door is just like scratched up and all bloody. Mm. So you know you know evil stuff is going down. And then so we're introduced in in rapid succession to uh, Scotty who opens the door with his Tam. There's an evil priest with lamb chops. Uh, there's a young Indian boy in a really nice blanket jacket, like yeah. not the not the HBC stripes, but one of the HBC. Uh, it was like what the green with the black. Anyway, it was nice. It was nicer than the the typical HBC ones. Yeah, and then evil colonial guy who I was just referring to, like inexplicable bastard. Yeah, he was like a, the the military guy or whatever. Yeah. Oh, he's just a. Bleh. He's a bastard. You just inexplicably. Yeah. He, there's no backstory to any of these characters. You have Loves no idea why they act the way they do. Gratuitously hitting women in, in the face. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's what he did. Which the whole I started time. to find really irritating towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, it was it's like... shocking the first time, but right. like, by the fifth time, you're, you're like, like... really? That's your that's shtick? That's the point. Yeah. You just, yeah. you just like... And, 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 like, nobody expects it anymore? Like, no. It's like, you can't take that guy anywhere, because it's just, like, whacks women in the face. Yeah. Like, that's all and he just, does. just, like, yells at everybody. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and then we find out, we don't ever open the gate for people we don't know. Well... Guess he did. Well, I guess that literally just happened. Uh, Okay, cool. And they're like, oh, uh, we, you know, we were out in the woods. We were uh, with our parents uh, on this expedition to find a path through the mountains to the west, but the boat overturned and everybody drowned, which you then immediately learn is actually a lie. Yeah. So we never know where they came from or why they're by themselves. No. In the wilderness. Nor do we actually care, let's be honest. Yeah, not at all. As far as I'm concerned, like... They could have been birthed and raised by actual wolves. Mm-hmm. And, and it still wouldn't have made this more interesting. No. So uh, then we meet Doc Murphy because of the wound, right? Um, Doc uses leeches on, on them, and, and it, it's immediately apparent, too, that this is some sort of test. So if, if the leeches react in some sort of way, they're going to kill uh, Bridget. Uh, it's all fine. And then he, he uses ether on her. I thought it was like chloroform chloroform but i guess it was ether knocks her out i mean it could be it could be chloroform but i thought it was ether because he like the doctor that is like sniffing it yeah 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 Yeah. and then so they're burning furniture outside and okay and then we find out from it's never really clear why no well i think because they're too scared to go out and get firewood probably oh yeah oh but they're just wasting it on this huge random bonfire in the middle of the field oh oh yeah no that's a good point actually when the girls go into the room when they're escorted into this room and given um, clothes, like clean clothes to wear, they're talking about how cold it is in there because um, they don't have a fire or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they're burning it out in the middle there. Okay, this, okay this, another way that this movie is like The Revenant, it's like white people making bad choices. Mm-hmm. You know, like Chelsea and I, when, remember when we went and watched The Revenant and yes. they were like going over the pass, like over the summit of the mountain and we were like, ha, ha, yeah, yeah, ha, yeah. like really loudly in a <laughs> yeah. in the theater. <laughs> Oh God, we 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 had a hard <laughs> we had a hard time watching that movie and not doing our Métis in space thing. Yeah, we were just like, <laughs> boom! <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So uh, then some random white guy is like, um, Indians told the company that this was a bad place to build a fort, but they didn't listen, and we're like, when do they ever yeah. listen? Right. Never. This is a bad place to build a dam. This is a bad place to bury your toxic waste. This is a bad place to shit. It's also where you get your drinking water. Maybe don't do that. Oh, okay. Uh, you're doing it. All right. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, they don't listen. Yeah. Uh, so they're sitting They're sitting down at dinner. Um, for some reason, Ginger and Bridget both have suddenly massive, like, bodice ripper style mm-hmm. hair. Like, the big ass curls. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And also actual bodices. Yes. And, like, the priest is... We're told that the priest is fixing on Ginger, and oh, we all just vomit in our mouths. Oh, he's just like, like ogling their cleavage, and Ugh. he's he's doing that like Claude Frollo thing, you know, in Hunchback of Notre Dame, the uh, Disney yeah, movie, yeah, where yeah. he's all like kind of obsessed with Esmeralda, but he's like, she's the devil. He's doing that exact thing, yeah, and it's yeah. super gross, which is like something that happens IRL, yeah, all the time in Montreal, oh, <laughs> yes. the time, yes, yeah, yes. and not just with priests. Priests are especially bad for it because they know the Bible very well. Uh, but like just dudes generally. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, how you dare see you that all the time? Oh, uh, yeah. It was how just, dare you? It was how so dare you? Grossness. Be attracted. Or be attractive to me. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, and then so he starts. The priest starts going into a sermon, and Ginger cuts him off with just like at, at you know when he kind of he takes a breath and she's like, "Amen," and 
and that's it. He yeah. can't, he's, he's done, right? I was like, we got to try that next time. Yeah. Somebody starts going into it, we'll just like, when they pause for a second, amen. I was, yeah. That was so, like. That's great. Having gone to Catholic school for 10 years, <laughs> I wish I had fucking known that that was a thing. Ugh, I, I would have just, wow. Brilliant. And then uh, Nathan pops back in with a huge jawbone of a beast. He throws it down on the table, and uh, the factor is like, "I have Mitsu, like you know, come sit down and eat." Like it was, I was just so excited to hear the Cree. I gotta yeah. say, I, like that's I'm begging for table scraps, and that's I'm happy to get them. Yeah. Can we also just note at this point that um, this character still doesn't have a name? Oh no, he, he doesn't never have does. a name. I looked oh, it up because I was like, "What is this dude's name? Did we miss it?" And we actually didn't miss it. His name is The Hunter. No, no, we, I knew that because he keep calling him The Hunter. That's the only yeah, name they give him. It. But they don't refer oh. to him as Hunter until like... Later, later. Halfway through the movie. Where they're calling him The Hunter. And you know, like, up until letters. this point, he's basically just like the Indian. Yeah. A toast to our magnificent Indian friend here, people say. Yeah. And then then he gets into a fist fight for some reason because like, what keeps him here? There's something he's not telling us. Like, you know, and then they keep calling him a redskin over yeah. and over again. And like... That that jerk that punches women gets all up in his face. Yeah, inexplicable bastard. Yeah, and then and then uh, and then Nathan headbutts him. And then we, Molly thought she heard somebody say a bad thing in Cree. I didn't. I, I wasn't sure, but <laughs> but if it's true, it was funny. Uh, and then there's scary noises outside, so that sort of like stops all the racial tension. Because what's the point of like sitting there being racist when there's things outside that are going to eat you? And then the best quote in the entire line is one of the sisters, I can't even remember who, says, these people are fucked. And we were all like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's it. That sums up the movie. We can, that's it. We're yeah. Done. These people over. are fucked. Thanks Episode for listening. Over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not quite. Uh, First, we have to wander around the house with, yeah, the, with a candle. This is a horror movie, mm. by the way. Horror movie number two. Yes. Like, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Yeah. We put up with a lot for you guys. Yeah. So they spend a lot of time doing things that were like, this is a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Why you should not wander around a house at night. A big, giant, weird, old fort house that has an active priest roaming around in it. Rule number one, you never do that. Mm -hmm. You don't wander around where there's a priest around. And like... We all know that. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, Rule number two. You don't do that when all you have is like one little dinky candle. Yeah. What are you going to do? And the the fort is basically under attack and everybody's like, looks like they're going to kill you all the time. Uh, And rule number three is when you see a creepy little kid crouched down in the corner locked in the cellar, you don't go up to the little kid and like crouch down and crawl over to him and like reach out your (laughs) hand to be like, are you okay, little kid? Because no. you know what he's going to do? He's going to hiss at you. <laughs> Just like they didn't want it to happen. But... And bite you and turn you into a horrible yes. evil monster. So she's bitten by this horribly deformed little kid. And and then she, she runs back to the room, tells her sister to pack up her stuff. Where are we going to go? Same place we always go. Away. Yeah. And then they grab swords and they're trying to sneak out of the fort. But big asshole catches them trying to escape. Yeah. And punches Ginger in the face. Yeah. Is that the first time or the second time? Second? Did he punch him, like, right when they walked in? I think so. I think yeah. he slaps her right when she goes in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he slaps her. No, he pu- punches her or something, knocks her over, and then grabs... And then the sister goes to get her... He picks up the sister and then throws her down yeah. again. Yeah, she's, like, crouched over her, and he picks her up so he can throw her on the ground right. again. Because like, you can't, you you're can't just perform your masculinity. A bastard. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of awesome because he's, like, yelling at her, and he's like, rah, 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 I'm the biggest guy, and I have, like, huge nuts and shit, and <laughs> the sister picks up the musket and points it right at his head, Yeah, and Ginger's like, do it, shoot his face off, and I was like, yeah. do it, shoot his face yeah, off, Yeah, and she cocks the gun, but before she's able to do it, the fork gets attacked by wolves. Right, right, so they'd unbarred the door, and so they immediately had to throw themselves against the door, so again, justice almost served, not quite. And then, so everybody rushes to to throw themselves against the door, and a guy gets dragged through and hor- horrifically mauled, and blood is everywhere. It's, this is a great one of those great movies where it's like blood is just spraying yeah, yeah. every available surface, like, psh- and like there's a guy trying to like hold him and get like prevent him from getting pulled through, and he's just getting drenched, and it's like pouring off of his face and off of his hair, which. Like, I can't usually do gory movies and stuff like that, but, like, when there's just blood so like that, it just cracks me up. I just love it. Yeah. Um, so then, okay, so the girls run away from this scene, and the priest sees them, 
and and he's he points to another part of the wall he's like there there's another one inside it ripped through the wall uh quick come you know and they follow him and he like he tells them to go inside a building and a they dark do. little house like a dark little cabin yeah. he says come in here and i'll keep you safe right and of course, See, this they is just this go. is the thing. He, it's like he locks him in. This is the it's and like, he says burn I'm, in hell. Yeah, it's like, but you know, I feel like I was told when I was, you know, pretty young. Like you don't trust priests and you don't trust cops. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who misses this lesson? Public service announcement: Tell your kids young, don't trust priests, don't trust white men in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Especially if they're wearing any sort of uniform. Right. As soon as a white guy puts on a uniform, he becomes inexplicably a bastard. Yeah. Just stay away. Yeah. Uh, so there is, in fact, a one of these creatures in the house, Kelsapriz. And so the girls are running around screaming, dropping swords, doing all sorts of foolish things that aren't helping them at all. And then just at the nick of time, Nathan saves them with a nicely timed arrow through the head of the beast. That was I was kind of impressed by that. It was pretty great. That was a pretty sweet move. He's basically he's kind of like the the native Ubermensch. Mm, yes. Right. And I think it's because I think it's like they play off because there's also like there's the half breed kid. Right. And then there's the half breed like kind of team and both of them like die instantly. Yeah. And he's kind of played off of them in this weird way. Which is I felt more pure. Like I guess. Yeah. Like he's some kind of like weird Ubermensch, and I was like, this is this is a bizarre dynamic. Yeah, it is odd. Um. And in his outfit. His outfit? Oh my god. Basically, it was just such a Harlequin romance novel right? cover outfit. Thank you. His like, whole look was amazing. Like, what are those his, coats like, called? A duster like, coat? Yeah. Like a yeah. leather duster coat he's wearing. And like bow like, slung over his yeah. shoulder. No braids, just long flowing hair. Long, yeah, just like... Yeah. And, and, and just like wind. gloves. And, oh yeah, like... Yeah. It was incredible. If it's you're like, into that kind of thing, you'll, you'll like that. It was hilariously corny. I loved it. I yeah. thought it was the best. I thought it was the best. Everybody should dress like that in a movie. And yeah. it worked because, you know, these, these two women are wearing these, like, ridiculous bodicey dresses and they've yeah. got their huge hair. So it was, like, it was a perfect aesthetic. Yeah, it was a weird fur trade horror. Wild West. <laughs> romance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really bizarre. Yeah. So, um, okay. So Ginger is is now running a high fever. Her nose is bleeding. Um, okay, and, and so they show her, like, waking up, and she's sleeping beside her sister. She wakes up, and she walks outside in, into the hallway, runs into to Nathaniel there, um, and her, he looks at her wound, which is, like, super gross and superating and everything, and he puts more medicine in her wound. But, like, erotically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Molly's like, but it's not hot to get wounds stuffed <laughs> with plants, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It's not a, and I, like, thankfully walked out of the room at this point. Because, Just as like, they start making out. Ugh. And he's getting blood all over his face. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. No, like, like, <laughs> that's what's like happened? when the dream breaks. So yeah, but he, but his, spoiler, okay. this is a dream sequence. <laughs> but they're making out anyway. And so it's they every start making out, dream. and then she starts bleeding all over him, yeah. and he keeps kissing her for a while. Yeah, like, oh, it's getting yeah. Kinky fast, <laughs> right? There's, but then there's we realize some, it's a dream sequence. Yeah. And she wakes up, and she's bleeding a lot at this point. Like she's just soaked the bed, like from her wound. Uh, and she's like, the air is bloody. And she like, her sort of sister's taking her out and she like, she's seeing flashes of weird things. She sees the old woman telling her, kill the boy. Um, and then they, they go to the doctor and they see this guy cutting up all the leeches, like, like obsessively cutting them up, just yeah. like cutting them up into tinier and tinier bits. Yeah. And like the doctor. trying to discover the atom. Yeah. And the doctor there is like. You know, like, why are you doing that? Like, you need to put a leech on yourself. Because apparently, like, we don't know yet, but, like, apparently the leeches and the werewolves, there's something weird about them and they can't really be together. And this guy's, like, he Even keeps cutting really them Even though they really want to be. So, <laughs> yeah, that bugs me. It bugs me so much when, like, horror movies or sci-fi movies, like, operate on a principle that they expect to be, like, known to you. Yeah. But don't explain mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. Like, leeches and wolves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Obviously. Like, yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, the doctor's like, you need to do this. He's got his gun out and he's pointed at, um, this random DWG slash dirty white guy, uh, who's kind of like, you know, very systematically doing this, you know, just put it on there. Don't put it on your arm, put it on your chest or I'll shoot you. So this guy very slowly and like clearly doesn't want to clearly has this like very strong aversion, finally puts this leech on his chest and the leech latches on and just starts I don't. I don't even know. Just like kind of like exploding. Like yeah, it, like, it gets well so gorged. Yeah, but like, but and, and also like weird and like like bumpy and like monstery looking, nasty basically. So he like, rips it off, and then the doc shoots him in the head. Yeah, because basically the leech was turning into a wear leech. Yeah. Wear leech. Yeah. Ah! 
Yeah. Does that make sense, though? No. Because, like, well, it's all about it's in the blood, right? Which is all a metaphor, by the way, for, uh, you know, metissage, but whatever. I'm not going to get into that. Well, let's not even go there. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. (laughs) Okay. But, like, wouldn't the guy have to bite the leech for the leech to become a were-leech? Well, no, because it's in his blood. So I'm assuming that the whole bite thing is, like, somehow Uh, you're getting the the whatever it is. So, like, dream Nathaniel Arcand would have become a werewolf because he was making out with her bloody grossness. I guess it's probably a sexually transmitted infection. As well as being, oh. like... Did they address this in the original Ginger Snaps? Because I remember she was, like, significantly more promiscuous in the original Ginger Snaps. Mm. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. But possibly. Note to self. <laughs> rewatch Ginger Snaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so <clears throat> after all the this fighting, they'd been surrounded for, for a time uh, by a bunch of beasts. They managed to kill some, and they were they, they dragged one of the corpses of these of these werebeasts into the fort... And they noticed that uh, that has a tattoo of this guy Jean-Pierre, uh, which was one of the boat crew that was supposed to go get them supplies. So he turned into one of these wolves. He was the brother of another dude in the fort. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but check the eye. And I didn't watch that. So. Yeah. Uh, well, they, t- they bust out a knife <laughs> and they dig out the eye, <laughs> one eye of this wolf. And then they like tap it kind of like as though it's a gold coin to check if it's really good. Like tap it. And they're like, ah, this is a fake eye. It is like... This werewolf Indeed, didn't just randomly Pierre. have the same tattoo. It also had the same <laughs> fake eye as John Pierre. So then this other French guy is like very sad. It was kind of weird. And, and this is this is where the priest and this like this they mentioned uh, this wife before this dead yeah, wife, right. this dead indigenous wife we hear about from the beginning. That's oh, that's another thing with the revenant. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The, the dead, dead indigenous, indigenous wife. wife and and yeah and, and the, the, the half breed son. Yeah. yeah. The son who is alive and disfigured. Yeah. The same as in The Revenant. Whoa, okay. Can I just... Like, I hope there are no legal implications on this, but can I just say plagiarism much? (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, we've seen The Revenant now twice, I guess. Yeah. Because we just watched Ginger Snaps 3. There you go. Like, Leo, that's some shady biz. You owe us... $8,000 $8,000 for, or $8 million Thank you, for $8,000. What are you talking about? No. Million. Yeah, no, no more this $4 million. That undervaluing ourselves. There we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. You didn't ask Leo for $8,000. Yeah, you're right. No, no. see, it's right? Like, that's not good. Pocket change. No, no. Yeah. $8 million. $8 million. Uh, you know, we're going to get a whole bunch of people saying that we're being ungrateful and he's he's a really great friend to Indians and everything and just, like, we're shitty and we suck. And You're right. I'm, I'm just going to tell true. all those people yeah. you are 100% right and you don't need to tell us. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, uh, there's some... They have... They, they, hatch some sort of plan. I think some of them want to leave. Uh, the hunter's going to lead them out, and this guy's like, no savage is leading me anywhere. Um, there, are, there are a lot of gratuitous lot of racist yes. slurs in this. And, like, and they so sounded, many. They sounded so <laughs> awkward and, you know, like, really like, okay, uh, alright, everybody in their places, alright, gratuitous slurs are on my count. <laughs> like, savage! Yeah. Was that right? Did, did, I, did I do that okay? Yeah. I'm I sorry. Feel, <laughs> I feel like so much of that, though, and now I'm thinking about it. Like, this is, like, um, almost like a very authentic Canadian sort of story, like, framing of this Canadian cult classic film, mm-hmm. the prequel. And I'm realizing now, like, none of the characters are sort of per- depicted as Canadian. No. They're all, like... no. Uh, new immigrants, right? Yeah, pre, yeah. The pre-Canadian Canadian. with the town. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so um, they're like very comically racist. And so it's almost like depicting the racism of early Canada, but also totally exonerating Canadians yeah. from participating in that. Yeah. Unless, totally. unless you think that like Jean-Pierre and his brother are like Quebecois. Like. Which I mean, English Canada would do that though. Yeah. yeah. Right. Still. But, but they wouldn't have probably been... Well, I don't know, 1815, yeah, they would have been working together by then, I suppose, but whatever. It's not like we actually need to think about how historically accurate this was. Well, so, yeah. I mean, like The Revenant, I think that it gets a lot of the details right. <laughs> okay, but okay, The Revenant fort, at least, was, like, scuzzy. Yeah, this, and is, like, this is the nicest fort ever. This is yeah, like this they took fort, an all-inclusive to Cancun and set up a fort right? or something. Yeah, like, this fort was ridiculous. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At least the, the, the Fort and the Revenant was, like, sketchy as... A sketchy piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. The only pieces of shit in this movie are the people. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so uh, apparently... So we find out, whatever, that um, if you kill the, the beast that bites you, then your curse is lifted. You're fine. But you have to kill them. Yeah. So Ginger is now... 
seeing the, the, the wolf child, but she sees him as normal uh, for a bit. She sees him just as a little boy. Mm-hmm. And, and then Bridget comes in and she sees him as this wolf kid, right? Um, okay, so then we skip to this random, like, gross white guy who hears a noise in the attic above him. He sticks his head up and he's attacked by the wolf boy. Uh, and, and killed. And the wolf boy leaves a piece of Ginger's hair on the corpse to, like, frame her. Yeah, that was that, that was, was kind of strange. Sucky. It's like, yeah. he, he appears over Ginger's bedside, mm-hmm. and I guess, like, rips out a lock of her, hair, her hair, essentially, and then just happens Uses to leave it, to it frame on her. his body. Yeah. But it, I, I don't think it was necessarily intentional. I think it was, like, he just like the hair or something weird. Maybe. I don't even know. Like, he had, a, like, a child childish thing with the hair, yeah. I guess, maybe. Um... So then they find the corpse, find the hair, and and then they bust into the girl's room. They drag Ginger out, and then that weird guy, punching chicks in the face guy, starts like choking the sister. Yeah, and like makes her bite him. It. Yeah, it's like he's like a totally weird, sadistic, kinky dude. Yeah, and like uh, and then um, bleeds addition, all over her. To, yeah, in addition to being Ugh, like it was just gratuitous. Bastard. Like. It didn't make any sense. It's like, what? Like, you just don't understand anybody's motivation no. in this movie. Like, why are you doing this? Where have you come from? What the fuck's going on? Wait, we already hated him. We're already ready for him to die. So why did he have to get grosser? It took way too long for him to die. Yeah. But it, it was a satisfying death. Well, it, it wasn't long, long enough. No, it's true. Uh, okay. So they drag her out. The priest is going on and on to the and factor on, about, this is your on. fault. It's your sin. Your savage wife. Your yeah, half-breed blah, son. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the horror of Babylon. Horror of this. Horror of that. Yeah. Like, shut up. Oh my god, you're so awful. And then, so the, the doctor is going to test Ginger with a leech. And uh, basically, Bridget makes a deal with him. Uh, she's like, you know... We know about your your son. If if they kill her, I'm going to tell them about your son. They'll kill your son. So the factor goes in and saves uh, saves Ginger by shooting the doctor and threatening everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Which was also weird. Um, but it apparently saves her, and like there's it almost leads to a mutiny. They almost mutiny against this Wallace guy, um, who also, by the way, I'm 99% sure is wearing a wig. Yeah. Um, and. You know, then it becomes, you know, the new the new kind of, like, subplot is that Ginger has to kill this little kid. I have to kill him, just like she said, she being, like, the old native lady. Um, if I kill the boy, then my curse will be lifted. So she has to figure out, like, a way that she can, like, find him and trap him and murder him, essentially. Apparently all she has to do is go out to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Where he's dug up his mom's hand. Well, I mean, it's not as simple as that, because there are DWGs everywhere. True. Yeah, DWGs here, there, everywhere. The fort is fucking filled with them for some reason. But she's in a cloak. It's dark. Yeah, nobody can see her. No, apparently not. So rule number one in the olden times is that if you're wearing a cloak, it's basically an invisibility cloak. Yeah, if you're in this base... I mean, it was a nice fort, but forts are still tiny. So if you're in this tiny fort, just wear a dark cloak and nobody will see you. No. Just for the future knowledge of you. Yeah. So she finds him in the graveyard where he has dug up... Uh, his mom's body yeah essentially and he's like cradling her hand which is gross and freaky Mm -hmm. and like probably for the most part normal kids won't do that yeah but he's a werewolf kid he's a werewolf kid so he's like kind of weird and she like basically traps him and has a knife at his throat and is about to slit his throat but she she can't bring herself to do it yeah so she's ultimately kind of good and nice Right, so then there's this whole blah, blah, blah. Nathan is talking to Bridget about how he saw them in his dreams and he has to protect them and he can't kill Ginger and whatever. So there's his motivation. He His purpose is to protect white women. Oh, well, let's... Yeah. Well, let's also not forget, though, um, right before that happens, Milo, who's this other uh, half-breed person... I guess, like, boy or whatever, who's living in the fort, gets shoved out of the fort by inexplicable bastard. Yeah. Calls him half-breed, dirty little mongrel mutt. Mm. And basically says he's going to put them out, you know, put him out there. And then does, and, like, nobody stops him. Yeah. At all. Uh, which was very weird. Um, so they catch, they catch Wallace's son. They catch the boy, because they spot him in the graveyard. Um, and then, mm-hmm. you know, they, there's this showdown with the factor, um, and he ends up having to shoot his own kid, and and then so Ginger and them they decide they have to leave they have to leave the fort so they sneak out the that hole in the wall and go look for the old woman mm-hmm. and right away they run into Milo the half breed mm-hmm. uh, and he talks about like the Windigo 
And I'm like, they've been speaking Cree the whole time. Why are they not speaking Cree now? Like, Wendigo's not Cree. It's nope. Wendigo. No. Nope. Thanks. Just want to bring that Anishinaabe well, in Well, but nobody knows what a Wendigo is. Everybody knows what a Wendigo, Wendigo is. yeah. The actor's also really a lot younger, too, than the other actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that might have something to do with it. Well, I, I imagine he's just saying what they told him to say. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and I think it's that, is people know what Wendigo is, or we do, you know. Wheat to go. Wheat to go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so anyway. uh, Okay, and then there's this weird thing. I kind of missed it, didn't pay attention. Milo ends up dead in the snow. Yeah, Ginger kills him. Eats him. Like one minute. Um, So far we have have the hunter, who's like Nathaniel Arcan, the main indigenous character. We have the dead wife, who doesn't get a name. Mm -hmm. We have the seer. The, who the doesn't get a name. old indigenous woman who doesn't get a name. Yeah. And the first time we get an indigenous person who gets a name, Milo, yeah. like a minute after learning his name, he gets friggin' brutally slaughtered in the yeah. snow. Yeah. 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 The, the little boy is named Jeffrey, gets brutally slaughtered. Yeah. And then we have Milo, the other half-breed, who is like kind of useless and kind of, I guess, like a coward. Mm-hmm. Like he's very much played off against like the hunter's ubermensch, yeah. I guess. Like the ultimate like woodsman. Sort of guy. Uh, and yeah, then he gets eaten by Ginger. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So then they go into a cave, as one is wont to do, uh, and there's more Indian macrame, skull mm-hmm. wind chimes, candles, flutes, and old woman. Yeah. And she's like, it's too late, the curse is in the blood. I told you what to do. And they're like, tell us what to do. She's like, it's too late, the curse is in the blood. I told you what to do. They're like, no, but really, tell us what to do. She's like, fine, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's time for Vision Quest. It's time for Vision Quest. Um, you know, it's, it, it has been foretold, and you learn that the uh, French and the English actually brought the Wendigo, and it's also been foretold that a red, there would be two sisters, a red sister and a black sister, and their love and their death would decide the way of things. So one of them has to kill the other, and that's going to decide if evil flourishes or if good flourishes. So then, yeah, then they just, like, whip up a quick Vision Quest brew. Yeah, and uh, Nathan now has no shirt. Yeah, for some reason. That was very strange. It was like, he's like fully clothed in his like hilarious jacket. Yeah, the whole time. But now he's got no shirt. Yeah, then there's like a scene cut. Maybe he just didn't want to get the stuff like on his clothes. You know, when he was painting that weird stuff on her face. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Those things are probably kind of hard to watch. Right, right. So I love how also in these shows, vision quests are instantaneous. The second that you touch your lips to the bowl, you pass out and you have flashes and visions. And it's always like a big stone bowl that yeah. they like drink from. It just reminded me of Lion King. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Remember who you are, A Bridget. very Disney trope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So she faints. She has all these visions. It's, I wrote blah, blah, very dramatic. Yeah. It's like a lot of like very overexposed. She's wearing her underpants for some reason, which thankfully is like a corset, long and, yeah. underpants, um, bloomers even. Um, you know, and whatever. She wait, basically I wrote wakes up, grandma's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the in the dream, um Bridget kills her sister. Yeah. And then she wakes up and Ginger has killed the old woman. And so the hunter then, you know, is like, Come on, let's go and, and she thinks they're going to look for Ginger, but he actually actually brings her back to the fort and turns her over to all the gross white guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another part of the vision quest that I found really interesting that we did address was um, he also smears like blood paint on her. No, it's blood. Is it blood? It's blood. Yeah. He actually like smears blood on her eyes. Yeah. Um, in some weird kind of like pseudo ceremonial thing. So yeah. I just like I don't understand where they get these things from. I don't know. There has to be some sort of weird stuff on the face. Yeah. This this movie is. I feel like it's it's different from anything that we've watched before because. The sisters never become indigenous. Yeah. At all. Um, but they also kind of, like, leave the humanity of whiteness behind them as well. Right? They reject both. Like, mm-hmm. the whole time the hunter is, like, pressuring Bridget especially to, like, kill the sister. And when she ends up not killing the sister and kills him instead, she's rejecting... Dude, way to give it away. Well, okay, spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert, everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, she's rejecting she's rejecting indigeneity and she's rejecting taking on that mantle of, you know, fulfilling that prophecy. Yeah. But then she's also rejecting the humanity that whiteness represents in this movie. And they become something else. I don't think she's rejecting her humanity entirely because she's still, like, able to not kill her sister the whole time. Yeah. Right, which I mean, is, like, a control that none but of But her sister's not human. Yeah. Right? So it's like, but she's not doing what either the white people 
or, or the, the Indian wants. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means either, but like, I just thought it was interesting. Like there's so many, there's so many terrible tropes in this movie, but that wasn't one of them. Yeah. Which is like a bit bizarre. Uh, so yeah. So uh, Hunter brings her to the fort, gives her to the DWGs. Uh, she's in the brig and her hands are tied behind her back, obviously, because this whole thing is like this weird kind of like sadomasochistic bullshit. Um, and the priest comes to get her to confess. And instead she spits in his face, which is very satisfying. Um, the priest then like takes her outside and grabs like a stick from this like huge bonfire that they always have going for some reason. It's about to light her on fire, yeah. which is like horrifying. And then, so, okay. And, and then, um, yeah. <laughs> then Eric is like talking about, I hope he gets set on fire. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Ginger is at the door. Uh, as, as everybody knew that she would be. And then the factor comes along and shoots the priest and sets him on fire, at which point Erica now cheers. Well, yeah, yeah. Remember, because uh, the hunter <laughs> shoots him through the hand that's holding yes, the, the, the gun torch. Or, or the torch, right. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then um, shoots him and then lights him on fire. And everybody was like, yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he only dies for like five seconds. Yeah, it's like, like the quickest like death ever. fire death. Yeah. It's like when you see in movies people getting shot and they die after like getting hit by one bullet like yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah, This is like the fire version of that. So he like got caught on fire and his robes were burning. Fall over dead. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And Ginger kills the gross soldier guy. Um, yeah, which was awesome because yeah. he's like beating up on her yeah. again, which was like brutal. And then she slits his throat with her fingernails, fingernails. and it's just it's spraying Squirt, yes. it's spraying out like a garden hose, just like <laughs> sh- like like probably twenty foot radius. <laughs> and he's just like holding it, yeah. and also kind of too fast. Like I wanted to save yeah. her that one a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But then she opens up. The, the doors to the fort wide open and just sort of like lets the beasts in to finish their work. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, the hunter is like fighting with these animals. One, one bites him, but he kills it. And so he's a bit wounded and uh, Ginger's coming closer. So he hands Bridget a knife and he says, you know what you have to do? Yeah. And it's the same knife that she, in her vision quest, she, she used to kill Ginger. Right. Um, but instead she grabs it and, and kills Nathan. Sorry, man. I wasn't that sorry. So honestly. we all had different reactions to that because I was not expecting that. I was like, no, 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 no. I saw that coming. So I knew. Hard. I mean, I, I figured that all the indigenous people had to get like, yeah. fucked up, killed. Yeah, yeah. but um... yeah. So they run off together. The sisters run off together, and they're basically just going to be like together five ever, I guess. And I guess they just get reborn over and over again or something like it's unclear uh, yeah i don't know if they just like never die or or if that like they pass that down in the blood well no because in ginger snaps one she gets bit again and that's how that happens isn't it or is it that it's like pu- no it's not the puberty hits because she's already had puberty i think in that movie. well it's like a metaphor for puberty the whole yeah, this film yeah. Is like yeah totally puberty is. is like being a werewolf <laughs> well, I, that's how i experienced it right lots well, of hair and, cravings uh, for meat and yeah yeah lots of just blood lust deficiency yeah, yeah. meat lust yeah <laughs> wanting to kill every man that you encounter oh well well that one never went away no, really no it didn't anyway <laughs> um okay wow wow so that, that that that's it that was the movie that was it yeah and then they're like hugging each other and bridget's like i'm really cold and ginger's like i'm, I'm not, not. <laughs> like well why don't you do something about that guys yeah uh Ooh. but they don't <laughs> the end like the end. Right. Fade to black. Um, so what do we? What do we? What do we? What do we rating that out of? Yeah, I think we're. Movie. Yeah, I think we're gonna rate it out of DWGs. Okay. Or dirty white guys, um, and because there were so flippin' many in this movie, and also the Revenant. Another yes. thing that the Revenant oh, plagiarized. Okay, but the Revenant, like the the level of, of of dirty white guy in the Revenant was just so next level. Ew. Yeah. I mean, like, good job. Like, but oh god, so ew. You can't unsee. No, you can't. Um, so the way that we do this, once again, um, we rate it from one to five. One DWG is, it was terrible. You'd never watch it. You'd never recommend that anybody watches it. You don't know what you were thinking when you put your eyeballs on it. Uh, five DWGs. <laughs> five DWGs is like, it's incredible. It's amazing. You'd recommend it to everybody. Except Maybe not quite your cook'em, but... Yeah. 
you know, it's up there. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, do you want to start? I think we should start with our guest. Oh, yeah. Erica, what do you think? Oh my gosh, um, putting me on the spot. Yep. Uh, this is weird because I'm Nehio and now I'm going to be judged by some Métis <laughs> here if I, if I give the wrong answer. There's no literally wrong no wrong answer. Well, except, five is maybe. five would be Yeah, five would answer. probably okay. be a wrong answer. Um, I don't know if you were going to go there, though. Yeah. You know what? Because of the gratuitous violence and the fact that I found some of the scenes like really irritating like the continuous like punching of the women yeah. mm. like ginger snaps when growing up was one of my favorite movies and I, I thought it was like awesome and badass like little girls being rebellious but this one just pissed me off and reminded me like oh is this their legacy so i'm gonna give it one dwg nice nice cool right. um i'm going to give it God, I don't even... Like, there's no winning with this kind of shit. Because, no. like, we've watched worse stuff, but it's not like that makes this better. No. I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this a 1.75. I feel like it doesn't warrant a 2, but it's slightly better than 1.5 in this system that I've made up uh, in my own brain for yeah. how we judge this. Uh, and basically everything that Erica said, uh, I agree. Um, also, just because, like, once again, we're watching a movie where all of the indigenous women are dead. Yeah, like this is another thing that was plagiarized from *The Revenant*, where like the live indigenous woman is only yeah, in the there. *The Revenant* plages, plagiarizes. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, obviously yeah. The other, the other way. In time. The other way. Yeah, but like *The Revenant*, all of the Indian women are dead or basically there to get sexually assaulted. Yeah. In this movie, all the indigenous women are dead. Why bother even giving them a name? They don't need one. They're yeah. just like that, like savage that you married. Yeah. That one time, so that you could have these half-breed kids. Which I also won't get into because, like, that is something else that I'm just, like, pissed off about. Um, but we're not going to talk about that right now because that's really long. Anyway, 1.75. It was terrible. One, I also really liked Ginger Snaps. It's, like, the scariest movie I'd ever watched when I was, you know, a teenager. And I just thought it was fantastic. You know, it's kind of, to a certain extent, a Miss Andrews revenge fantasy, yeah. which I really liked. And I wanted more of that in this movie and didn't get it. No, it really didn't happen yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, like, it kind of hinted at it, but, yeah. It yeah. Didn't, it didn't fulfill any expectations. So. Yeah. I also kind of, I wanted more from Hunter's character. Like, I thought he was good as kind of the, the Harlequin romance novel trope. And I, like... I was in it for for the laughs on that one, but like he didn't really go past that at all. Yeah, and just didn't have any personality. And no, and, you know, and the he other was just there for people, the white women. That's yeah. the thing is he was there just to protect them, and, and then was, kind like, of betray yes. them, and then ultimately you know be betrayed back because uh, he didn't you know measure up. I don't I don't think yeah uh, yeah, and word. none of the other indigenous characters had any sort of personality whatsoever. So yeah, one point seven five DWGs. Oh, boy, well I'm okay. I I was I was super excited to hear Cree. I gotta, I gotta admit, every time they spoke Korean, I was like, "Ooh!" And and a couple times I, I kind of missed it because I was like paying attention to something else. I'm like, "Oh, I missed some of the Korean," you know. And and I, I guess that's all it takes to get me excited. <laughs> like, freaking put some Korean in your movies. I mean, considering how rarely it happens, yeah. like that's fair. Yeah, and the fact that they didn't just like have um, people in red face in this movie, they used some actual uh, actors who one of whom at least was is fairly well known in Canada. And I know I've seen Edna Rain before as well, too, the older woman. I know I've seen her in other stuff. But it was still a crap movie and all the native people died, and so I'm gonna give this one uh GW what is it? DWG. Oh, dirty white guy, not gross white guy, right? Yeah. Like it's quantitatively different. <laughs> Qualitatively different. Whatever. Um, yeah, I just I, I, I can't I can't look at all the crap that we've watched and try to judge it against that anymore because it's yeah. just like it, it that I just can't. It, I, I gotta take every steaming pile of crap as a new steaming pile of crap and judge it for the crap it is. And so thus one. Wow. Yeah. Great. Harsh. It was it was it was a harsh watch. It Let's was. be real here. Yeah. yeah. We we deserve some more cookies for that <laughs> cool yeah let's go do that all right all right well good. thanks erica for being here and yeah. thanks everybody else for listening into otopemisu iskwewak kitsukisukuk metis in, in space. 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 space 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 space